Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist Podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hi everyone, I hope you are all doing great. In this episode, we are going to discuss about tools um, you need for full mouth reconstruction cases. Um, I've been asked for a lot by some of the dentists that we you know what things I use. So I thought I would share this in this um, episode. However, I want you to keep one thing in mind that don't get too attached with one particular tools because as a dentist, we are we, we sometimes get attached with, you know, the surgery we work with or maybe then, you know, the equipment we work, work with, the chair, the instruments, or even, you know, if your nurse um, are changed or you work with someone, another nurse, you get, you know, a little bit um, uncomfortable. So because, you know, nurse knows how your nurse knows how you work and the, and the outcome is that the outcome of your treatment will get affected. So always make sure that you do not let those things affect you and always try and think laterally. I mean, I was exactly like that before I started um, working for my current job where I used to work before I used to work in single practice, you know, same room, uh, same nurse, same equipment. Everything's very controlled and I like control. And um, after my master's and, you know, I started visiting practices and at one point I was doing 11 different practices and, you know, there was no, there was no guarantee what nurse I will get when I arrived to the practice sometimes. So, you know, I, I've trained myself to work in any room possible any with any nurse as far as the nurse knows what they're doing, um, the equipment in the room works. Um, I am happy with that. Plus, I carry a lot of instruments with me. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of, um, you know, instruments and everything. And all the gear, sometime my previous nurse, let's say practice number nine nurse, forgot to pack something. And now I have a case and I don't have that instrument. Then I have to come up with the, with the solution there and then. Okay, I've, I've started the procedure now and I don't have the instrument. How can I... How can I accommodate uh, that treatment and how can I do the treatment? And that thinking of lateral thing, that the power of lateral thinking is really, really amazing. So make sure you keep your mind open to things you need. So don't get attached to something. And that's why I don't really tend to give list of things you need for full mouth reconstruction. However, there are certain things which will help you uh, when you're doing full mouth reconstruction. So let's start with assessment so when you're doing assessment for a occlusal assessment you want a good quality articulating paper generally you want articulating paper i use articulating paper which is double sided so it's double side painted and it's around 12 micron thick and um, i get my articulating paper from prestige dental and it's called occlusal foil so it's not paper, it's a foil which is coated with color. The benefit of the foil is when you, when patient bites and you pull through, um, it doesn't tear like a paper um, and it's got a bit more resistance to it. So I prefer foil rather than a paper. And uh, the reason I prefer two-sided is because sometimes when you're checking occlusion for your newly fitted crown, 
which is nicely glossed. It's very difficult sometimes to get the marking on the crown. Of course, you need to dry and do everything, but sometimes you can't get the marking. And if it's double-sided then and patient closes, then it will mark the opposing tooth. And you will be able to assess around where the contact point is and whether the tooth is you know, high or not. So that's why I prefer double-sided articulating paper. The other thing you need is shim stock. As we know, shim stock is eight micron thick. And this is really to check the biting contact. So many times if the, the teeth are contacting uh, with, the, with the articulating paper, sometimes you might not be able to mark it. So ideally your occlusal assessment protocol should involve checking the shim stock, stock, shim stock stops um, as to which teeth are holding shim stock. And you need to write that down so that you can you can assess it. So let's say you're doing a fitting of a single crown and you want to check the occlusion of the crown. Now, in olden days, I used to literally ask patient to tap, tap, tap. If I see any contact on the crown, I'll grind it down. Obviously, that's not correct way to do it. Before you fit the crown, you need to make sure you assess either side of the contact point and one side of the opposite side of the contact point and make sure they all are same after you fit the crown plus you want contact on your crown as well so shimsock helps uh, with that um again i buy my shimstock from uh, prestige dental but it's very general uh, material and you should be able to buy with any dealer you have uh, in your own country then uh, to check uh, I, I use miller forcep um, miller forceps to hold articulating paper if you don't have miller forcep then you can use tweezers or you can use your hand um, but miller for miller forceps helps um, and if you if you have three of them then it's even better because you want to use three different colors of articulating paper one to check your icp contact points one to check your guidance and the other one to check your non-working side contact or guidance then um, i use huffman huffman's leaf cage um, this leaf cage is recycle uh, re you can recycle so in the sense that you can re-sterilize and reuse it um, so it's not a single use which is good so you know you don't have to keep buying them um, the gauge one leaf is a 0.1 millimeter thick so again, if you find your first point of contact, let's say at 10, number 10 gauge, then you know that the patient has around one millimeter of slide, which is a lot. Um, so you, you, you will be able to measure the amount of slide. You won't be able to measure vertical and horizontal component, but you'll be able to measure the amount of slide. Plus, it's very easy to use leaf gauge and check first point of contact then using bimanual manipulation or lucia jig i mean whoever is using bimanual manipulation it's very um you know unpredictable it's very difficult to master i i use leaf cage all the time although i was trained in using bimanual manipulation um, leaf cage is much easier to use and saves a lot of time 
and discomfort from patient because if you put too much pressure using bimanual manipulation using two hands and uh, you know many times I, when i when i'm doing courses on occlusion um, i see dentists you know using their fingers and it just goes down the floor of the mouth on the outside um, of patient's jaw rather than putting the finger rest on the jaw on the mandible itself so that's why i use leaf cage leaf cage is really really good um then if you really want to have that stable point um then you can make a lucia jig and if i when i when i make lucia jig to record cr i use duralate 2 which is a quick cure lap resin so um it's a it's a it's a resin which is a quick cure um it's a the normal duralate takes time to cure uh, set so i use cure duralate 2 which is a quick set then um you need a uh, to record cr you the other material you can use is um bite registration material you can use prestige bite um which is a harder bite register material you can use futar d uh, which is also a harder bite registration material to use um to to take the bite registration if you have a bite registration material which is very very soft then i would not recommend using that because you know you should be able to trim it nicely and it needs to be hard the other material you can use for recording your cr is moico beauty wax now moico beauty wax is different than your normal denture wax this moico beauty wax is basically a hard wax wax plate which is hard at the room temperature but when you heat it up it becomes soft so it's much rigid and stays rigid for long you cannot use your normal denture wax for recording jaw relationship of course then you need your face bone articulator in the next podcast i'll go a little bit more in detail about the face bows and articulators um then um sometime i use a temp bond now temp bond you can use if you want to verify your bite registration material if you're using impression compound or moico beauty wax um and that will help you in verifying model so what you do is you first use impression compound or moico beauty wax and take the imprint of the upper jaw and then you put small tambon on each and every cusp tips buckle cusp tips and put that back in in the patient's mouth and that would mean that you kind of take an imprint of exactly how the teeth looks like in detail and you can then put your upper model the cast model onto that um record and see whether the model fits very well and that's how you can verify the models i don't really tend to do this any often this was really useful when we used to take alginate impression rather than silicon impression for our study models now if you take a good silicon impression or you scan your model you don't really need this um it's good to have number 12 and number 11 blades to cut your bite registration material um if you if you taken your um if you if you have used in tambon then to remove excess tambon so those small blades those blades are are useful now if you if you really into mounting and doing wax up like me then you need um pkt pk thomas instruments 
and you can you can buy them from any dealer uh, there are uh, they are available on amazon as well and you can you need um, a wax you need a diagnostic wax um, to to do the wax up of the mounted model so you could ask either you can mount your model model by yourself using um, type 1 mounting plaster or you can ask technician to mount the model send it to you and you can do a wax up so that's related to your occlusal assessment and occlusion now coming to step two and three which is a buildup of the teeth obviously you need a rubber dam i use non-latex medium rubber dam uh, medium body not heavy medium is better uh, in my hand that's what i found obviously you need a rubber dam clamp holder punch um, i use a metal frame i don't use a plastic frame i tend to um, not like them um, you need a good bonding system i use optibond fl and i've been using that for 12 years and it's amazing i use it for every single bonding case for anything so you know it works really well yes it is a little bit technique sensitive but it is still a gold standard it's a fourth, fourth generation bonding system which is still a gold standard um so so i've been using this and i would rec recommend that you use that it's really good for immediate denting sealing and and any bonding case you need ptfe tape um you know you can get it from any plumbers you know amazon or any plumbers shop um you could what you can do is you can wrap around that ptfe tape on the instrument or on a cotton roll and put it through the autoclave to sterilize it and you can use it uh, in patient's mouth uh, which is sterile um, then you need obviously composite um, i am not fussed as to what composite you use whichever composite you are getting used to with it just use that composite you don't need you don't need to really venture out too much um, i tend to use um, gc genial which is uh, a really good composite and um, sometimes I use Venus. So um, these are two good composites in my hand. Um, Genial has a really good chameleon effect. So you know you don't need to use multi multi layer um, composites. You know you can get away with just a single single shade of the composite. And it's good to have also clear interproximal strips. Sometimes to just to get that context so what i tend to do is when there are open contacts i would use my indices to just go close to the contact and put a ptfe on either side of the teeth so the teeth don't get stuck to each other and uh, once that's done i use then my mylar strips or clear proximal strips to create interproximal contact uh, a tip when you're doing that just make sure you don't pull mylar strip completely buckly otherwise you'll ruin your marginal ridges uh, just keep it slightly upright and just just move it slightly towards the tooth of your building i use uh, lmr uh, composite instruments but i've used you know amalgam carver i've used pro i've used different things to you to to build using composite um, you can use gc brush if you want if you're doing composite veneers um, and use your composite primer in order to composite um sort of modeling resin resin and they call it so in order to sculpt the composite um i tend to use many time uh, micro brush and um, if i need to and 
I use some some other bond or adhesive opt optibond. Just remember, if your bond is not highly filled, you can I would not recommend you using bond to sculpt composite because it can actually um, inhibit or it can weaken the composite. But if the if your bond is heavily filled, then that's not a problem. Obviously, you need um, a glycerin gel jelly to last cure your composite to remove that oxygen inhibition layer. You need um, one of the thing when you're building couple of teeth or multiple teeth together, you need interproximal serrated strips. I get them from Comet um, or you can get them from OrthoCare in UK, um, which is uh, literally just a, like a, a matrix band, but with the serration at the end. And that will break any bond which have got stuck between the teeth. Now, if you can't really break it really well, then what you can do is put a take a flat plastic, stick it between the teeth and just twi twist it ever so slightly. And what will happen is it will break that bond and then you'll be able to get through this uh, uh, in between. And then you can use uh, yellow IPS strips. I, I tend to use yellow RPS strips to just polish the interproximal um, area. As I said, I use number 12 blade a lot uh, when I am doing um, cleaning up interproximal um, excess of the composite because it doesn't damage the tooth but it cleans composite really well without damaging the tooth and if you put a bird into proximally it's very difficult to see you can really grind into the tooth so it's not ideal i tend to use um finishing discs uh, coarse finishing disc for my gross finishing just make sure that you don't lose your anatomy you build um, but for incisal edges it's really good um, to build, you know, just to flatten the incisal edge. Again, when you are flattening the incisal edge, make sure you're not putting the disc right on top of the incisal edge. Just tilt it slightly palatally because if you look at general incisal edges, they are the slope of the incisal edge is slightly palatal. So make sure that you do that. Otherwise, you'll have a you have chunky incisal edges. Um, so I use um, discs from Henry Shine. Um, they do a uh, different green, light green, yellow, and white. So it's a four different colors uh, discs, and they are thin enough. Uh, some of the softless discs I used to use before, they're pretty thick, and I don't really like uh, using them anymore. Um, you can, uh, and then for final really polishing and shining, I tend I tend to now use a Venus Supra polishing kit, which is amazing. Uh, it's got different shapes and different burrs, and um, you can use that. You can also use um, ASAP uh, ASAP all surface access polishes. Uh, burrs which I used to use a lot and then they went out of um, stock um, so I was looking for alternative and I came across Venus Supra polishing kit and which is really good so I'm now sticking to it because it's got different sizes it's not just the just the round brushes uh, they are different sizes so these are the tools um, I use for my full mouth reconstruction I hope it was helpful if you have any questions please um, contact me via social media and I'm more than happy to answer. Have a lovely day and I hope you enjoyed this episode.